In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. I wish everyone had gotten to know him. Really know him. Because they would have loved him. Mr. Munson. They would have loved him. Even in the end, he never stopped being Eddie. Despite everything. I never even saw him get mad. He could have run. He could have saved himself. But he fought. He fought and died to protect this town. This town that hated him. <laughs> he isn't just innocent. Mr. Munson, he's... He's a hero. Hey, this is Joel Stofer. You are listening to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Joel, and thank you for coming on today. Like, you made my day when you agreed to come on. I was like, oh. I, I had the fist pump because um, cool. just your work has meant a lot to me. But certainly, we're going to get into Stranger Things and how much that's meant to me. But, um, Joel, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, so so you're one of the rare people that is, uh, yeah, but it's weird being from L.A. because I feel like, yeah, you're there for auditions, but in a time where things are kind of shifting a bit to where, you know, 
auditions are self auditions or you're doing them remotely. It's what a potpourri of ways to get a job, Joel. It's it it, it is it is uh you know uh, whether or not it's helped me I guess man I don't know uh I I always feel like I'm I don't have enough work but um uh I, certainly I've had some some you know some good gigs that have helped me a lot lately uh, in the last five years or so um I mean there've been some prior to that but like you know there was this sort of downturn that then kind of led into agents of shield and then that kind of, you know, set up a nice path. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, LA certainly when I graduated college, you know, uh, in the late eighties and came back here, I was in New York and then I, but I came back here because I had connections, uh, and I knew that I kind of needed to tap into those if I was going to be able to make anything happen. And so, you know, that definitely seemed like I needed to be in LA. You know, and I don't know that today, if I graduated college, that I that I would think that at all. I mean, right, I, right. I, I would I would probably have stayed in New York, and and you know, there's there's a ton of production in New York. Uh, you don't even have to go through the regular, you know, the the previously regular channel of of doing you know Broadway shows or off Broadway shows to 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 make it, you know, because there's so much production in New York. Joel, where where did you go to school in New York? I went to Bard College. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Now, now, was it an arts, uh, arts-driven major? Yes, theater. Okay. Arts, yeah. Okay. Uh, how much do you think that helps? Because I always have guests that either they have an acting coach, they 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 have a background, and I mean, just there's a it's it's a variety of what you see. Do you yeah. feel like do you feel like the schooling helped you to where you are today, Joel? Or is it more experience, or is it like kind of a blend? You know, I mean, I think it, it may be a little blend. I mean, I I don't. It certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I I loved the experience, and it it helped me um, just to just to have a, a more well rounded understanding of of the history of of what my craft is about. And I think that's important, you know, for anybody who who has a profession, um, right? To, to have that. But in terms of of uh, getting professional work in the real world, I don't know that it really helped me. I mean, right. it, it wasn't, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's too many examples of, of people who have had huge success as actors without having gone through that path. So, right. You know. good, good, good point. Good point. You know, and um, I'm not an actor, but if I was, I would say, you know, for me, I became an actor because Shawshank Redemption changed my life. That's what I would say. Right. So if you were to fill in the blank, is there a movie or a show where you were like, you know what? Oh, God, I mean, I've heard this, this answer goes all over the board. So whatever you want to say is just completely up to you. Is there a movie, an actor, a maybe yeah. a, a show? I mean, you know, I can't say that it's one specific thing. I mean, I, I you know, I growing up in the 70s, you know, we had we had this this thing called the Z channel. Mm -hmm. OK, it was like the first uh, movie channel that was separate from, you know, regular network TV. Like you get it, you get a box and you put it on your table and it has a cord, had a cord that ran to the TV. And, and, you know, at certain times of the day, you'd press the Z channel on this string of buttons that you have and you get to watch a, a, a scheduled uh, movie that was unedited. It was, you know, and so there were movies that I would sit and watch because, you know, it was the seventies and my parents, you know, were just like, it was like, do, yeah, do whatever you want. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. real, uh, guy, 
guidance there, um, which, you know, I can't even imagine that because I have a 10 year old son. It cr- seems crazy to me now, but, uh, but, you know, and I would just sit and watch movies like, you know, Scorsese, early Scorsese, like Mean Streets and, yeah. um, uh, you know, Taxi Driver would come on and, and um, uh, Clockwork Orange. And like these obviously had a huge effect on me because I was way too young to be watching them, first of all. Yeah, and, especially and, Clockwork Orange. I mean, yeah, especially Clockwork Orange, and they and they, you know, I'm sure traumatized me more than I know. <laughs> but but at the same time, I was really inspired by what by by this uh, this cinema that I was watching on my little you know old tube of a TV and and performances. I think I was I was really uh, compelled by that. Yeah. And as I got older, I think one movie that really stood out for me was uh, Ordinary People. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Timothy Hutton, even though, you know, he was a little bit older than me, I was still very much, um, I was so moved by what he did. And I just felt like that was something I could do, you know? Um, and I, I think that definitely uh, inspired me and, and put me on that path. I mean, I, I had done some theater in, in school at that point and um, was already kind of bitten by the bug. Yeah. Think, yeah. You know, that definitely kind of sent me on that road. So Joe, I was born in 73. I'm going to say we're close to the same age in the ballpark for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, do we grow up in a better time than than, than the kids today? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I always feel like I, when, I, when I ask that question, I sound like the person, you know, my my generation was better. You know, I always feel that way. But I feel like when you look at the 70s and 80s, I feel like now people and shows and movies are trying so hard, even culture-wise and, 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 and um, trends, fashion trends, are trying to go back to the 80s. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so maybe that is a testament that we grew up in a better time, Joel. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, I think uh, I think we're definitely, you know, just as a society, you know, culturally – searching for a a simplicity that that i think is missing right now everything is well said you know what i mean uh and i think a lot of that and 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 of course i think also perception in hindsight is always going to have a little more simplicity to it you know when you're looking back right because i don't think at the time i mean you know we had a ton of problems back in the 70s and 80s ton ton Yeah, and we still have a ton of problems now. And then there's a chance 20, 30 years from now, we're going to look back on this time and think, oh, the simpler times. I mean, (laughs) I I don't don't know. It's true. It's true. It's yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it it does for sure feel like like things are crazier. Uh, But then, you know, you look statistically also and they say that crime is is down. Yeah. Compared yeah. to, to uh, you know the seventies and eighties uh, or, or before, because but it, but it it also feels like it's so much more intense because we're exposed to so much more information and and we have this sort of forced awareness of everything going on around us, you know, with social media and access to news and I mean you know we we see so much more of it and I think back then. You know, we did we just didn't have that access, and we could be kind of in denial about a lot of stuff. Yeah, and Joel, that's a great point because I feel like social. There's obviously no social media in the '80s, and I felt like when kids were getting bullied at school at the '80s or '90s or even '70s, like you you got away from it by going home. 
social media never lets you get away from it. Like you're, you're, if you're getting bullied at school, you're getting bullied. And I think the one, and not to get political here, but I think the one good thing or that, that I think I see as a, as a human being is that I think people are more sensitive to bullying are more sensitive to, I mean, we got a long way to go to, to yeah. race, to, to, to issues of race and to issues yeah. of, but I think we're, 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 we're trending in the right direction, Joel. I think we're trending yeah. in the right direction. So. I, I agree. And I, I'm choosing to look optimistically at it in that way as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that, uh, that this, this, this access to information and, and being able to see um, and, and the, all of the reported cases of things like bullying and um, um, just intolerance in general. Uh, I think is is hopefully bringing that awareness to people in a sense of like, wow, this problem runs deep in this country, and and we need to, uh, you know, we need to find a way to change that. No, and that's what I'm, ho- I'm hoping we had. We are really going there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joel, what does your ten uh, year old son think of his his dad, the actor, the the uh, the idol of his life? What is what is what does your son think? Uh, I I. T- Gosh, um, you gotta you gotta pick up some cred for being. In, I mean, I know I, I ask this question oh, yeah. sometimes of other guests, but like if he's not impressed by the fact you were just simply fantastic in Stranger Things, we need to have a sit down with your son because that, <laughs> you you have to pick up some 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 cred from your son for that. I I would say that I do. I, I he oh, certainly good. you know he he hasn't actually. I mean, he's seen my he's seen my scenes in Stranger Things, but yeah. Uh, he has not watched the show because mm-hmm. I just, you know, we just don't, my wife and I are kind of like, you know, when he's 12, maybe, but he, it's just, and, and he, he himself also was like, I don't think I can really, you know, handle the intensity and, and some of the, um, the Vecna uh, death scenes are a little tough. Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's some, there's some really scary stuff, but he does have friends in school who, who, watch it they have older siblings um who, who've seen it and so i think when you have an older sibling as uh, and you know and you're the younger one you get to watch stuff that you wouldn't normally watch probably that's right that's right but they, you know. they see it and then they all talk about it at school and he gets to say and because his friends of course love the show you know these 10 year old kids uh and he gets to say you know his dad is on the show and i think that's uh major points for me yes it is <laughs> and, and him too yeah. yeah yeah and and him uh yeah. big time and he he used to come to the set uh when i was on agents of shield and and he would get to hang out and get to know some of the the cast and people and and that was a lot of fun for him yeah and before we jump into stranger things for those listening or watching um you know i have to say you know indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull Agents of Shield, which you just mentioned, Enoch is like an iconic character, and obviously Stranger Things, which we talked about. Uh, before we hop into that, um, is there as an actor, you know, you've done commercials, you've done soaps, you've done TV, the movies. It's a bit of a roller coaster. Is that tough to adjust to? I mean, I guess a working actor is a happy actor, I guess. But, yeah. But but I mean, if you're doing a commercial, then you're out to Stranger Things. Like I think it's like I feel like it's a bit of a roller coaster. Is, am I looking at it correctly? And is that is it a tough adjustment on your end, or is it? You know uh, what? Yeah. And I, it, well, for me, it hasn't been only because. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Back in like the two thousands, um, I was I was working more in com- commercials. I mean, uh, commercials that was really the thing paying the bills. Um, yeah. And and but in that time, I also did Indiana Jones, and. Uh, 
I'm I'm blanking. There was a couple. There were a couple of other other projects that I got to work on while I was doing commercials, and and um, it it wasn't really an issue for me because you know the work was you know few and far between enough between jobs uh, to to be able to like transition fairly easily. I think for some actors, if they're just like constantly going from like like day to day, and you know maybe that's a little harder. It wasn't for me. Right. Um, I I you know. I have a good body of work, you know, so when you look at it on paper, it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's a good amount of work, but it's very spread out. And yeah, yeah. there were a lot, there's a lot of downtime in between those jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and then, and then commercials interesting for me is I, I did a ton of them. And then like right around 2010, like it just stopped. Like I, like they don't, they didn't want to hire me for commercials anymore. And I was, I, I'm okay with that. Cause it's great money, but it's not really, uh, it, it's not the kind of, uh, uh, you know, work that I think for me, right. I want to be doing in terms of being able to like sink my teeth into a really good role. And so right. I was glad to kind of, even though I missed that money, I was glad to move away. And then, so by the time I did agents of shield, I really hadn't done uh, many, you know, commercials, uh, to have to make that transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's my experience. No, it's it's it's, it's a great answer. You know, uh, you are part of the Marvel universe. You are part of the Stranger Things universe. And you know, lately I've been the San Diego Comic Con's been going on, where it's just one major headline after another has been dropping about TVs and movies. It's just so fun to listen to. Do you feel like because you're part of the Marvel universe, as Enoch, who's somebody who's very you know well received, very popular? Um, do you see the appeal behind Marvel, and, and why do you think there is such an appeal behind? both Marvel and Stranger Things. Why do you think they have this legendary following? I mean, some old school directors aren't happy with the superhero popularity. Like they're like yeah. angry. And I, and I don't get it because storytelling is storytelling different, different. But, but yeah. if people, if, if you're affecting people, if you're touching people, then I don't know how anybody can nitpick that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get the pushback by some of, I mean, I, you know, because there's an there's a niche for both, you know. So like you, you can you can make you know the independent, um, you, you know, deeper dive kind of movie into uh, you know character relationship and people and all that, and 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 you know that you can do, and then you can go into the Marvel universe or whatever other you know Stranger Things universe and and do that. Yeah, there's there's room for both. Um, and I think they're both uh, artistic for sure. I mean, the work that, that I see getting put into these, uh, you know, is, is enormous and they're very talented people that make these, these um, projects. But uh, yeah, I, I think that the appeal, it just seems to be that it's a, you've got, you know, there's there, you've got, uh, you've got action. I think that, that all that draws so many people in, but when you combine that with characters that are deeply, uh, you know, rooted in in something familiar, and then you put them into this fantasy world, you know, people get to latch on to that. And I think once once you establish that, and then you you know you continue with all these different stories around these different characters in that world, it becomes a familiar thing. Yeah. And and I think that familiarity is is really. Uh, you know, and and for Stranger Things, I mean, they you know they just latched on to uh, such a great um, you know concept, uh, uh, you know, 
tapping into the eighties genre and then, and then, you know, just creating this, this sci-fi fantasy world that, that, and, and then you've got these, these kids that, that are, are the heroes of the show that keep it so grounded and bring such levity to it at the same time, but still, you know, deep emotion. I mean, you know, it's like the, the, the formula is really, uh, pretty brilliant the way they've created it so that's a great answer yeah latch on to that yeah and before we get into stranger things i want to ask you have you ever done a comic-con i i've done well i I did one uh in 2019 right before covid i did uh i went to baltimore oh nice uh and and got to do that was before i did stranger things and then um i did one briefly online after covid hit um it was actually it was around it was it was with San Diego Comic Con, but it was like a it was kind of a separate thing. They were doing like um, separate units in Zoom kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that, but then since then nothing. <laughs> um, and I thought you know Stranger Things might you know uh, open the door to that a little bit. And I talked. I have a, a personal appearance rep, and and they were saying. Right now, they're just kind of really into, um, you know, the leads on the show, the kids especially. Um, can't really call them kids anymore, but... Um... <laughs> Joe, I disagree. I, I think there's a market for... Oh, I think there's a big... I, I think you would shine. I mean, I cover Comic-Cons <clears throat> from East Coast to West Coast. There is no question you would be well-received. At the, there is no question. I would I mean, think so. <laughs> and, and so here's what, what my rep also said, was that they're going to make a push to to start you know for for me and i think they have somebody else too um and and uh to try to you know to get us out there um because so far i mean because usually like with with conventions uh you get an invite you know yeah yeah. so and and i would have i really would have expected invites from from stranger things at this point and and it hasn't happened yet so because because comic you know conventions are back you know they're they really are yeah, um, and they certainly are. And they're even, I mean, I live in Massachusetts, and I mean, there's the Rhode Island Comic Con, which is enormous. There's a horror con, which is enormous. And, you know, I'm not going to go to the, you know, when I look at the guest list, you're as good as any of them. So it's like, are popular and, and rel- culturally relevant in, as far as movies and TV. So, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's cool. just something that needs people need, need to get their feet wet on because, uh, yeah, you're really good with people and, and your, and your uh, filmography is impeccable. So I don't see how you wouldn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Well, th- thank you. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope that that proves to be true. <laughs> so, so let's get yeah, into fun to, to do anyway. You know. Yeah. So let's get into uh, uh, your character, um, who who probably made me cry as much as anyone. And, and thanks for that, by the way, embarrassing me in front of my wife with your performance <laughs> with my tears. And uh, I got to tell you, it's it's. It, how would you describe Wayne Munson to somebody who hasn't watched the show yet? Uh, somebody who's had a really hard life. <laughs> Um, and, but, uh, you know, has, has somehow remained, um, uh, true to, you know, I don't know, true to whatever his moral compass is and, 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 uh, hasn't, hasn't wavered from that has, has stuck to like a, a pretty hard, um, sense of what, you know, truth is. And, and, and I think, uh, um, fighting for good, a good cause. And, and, you know, in his own private kind of quiet way, um, I think, but he, he's also somebody who I think, you know, has some anger, 
<laughs> right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because of, of whatever, whatever trauma he might have had in his life. Um, and and, you know, I mean, I think I, I'm hoping that all of that is is like, you know, comes across. In, in in you know the brief moments that you get to see him um and and that because that's kind of what what i latched onto with with this guy and and certainly what i felt like was in the in the the words on the page um you know yeah i think and, so, and yeah yeah do you, do you create your own mental backstory with this guy like even if the duffer brothers don't say anything like even in the script do you have like as an actor do you create something that you know that you have to go on Sure. I mean, as much as I can, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you don't, cause you don't really get a whole lot. And normally you don't get to, uh, you don't get to play an arc of a character when you come on as a, as a guest star, you know, um, if you get two or three episodes and, and, and in this case I, I did, so there, there is a little bit of an arc there. You get to see, you know, somebody go through some change. And I think that's how you really get to know a character. Yeah. Um, and, and I did certainly with Enoch, I, I got to play that even, even though he's a chronicom, <laughs> <laughs> but, but normally you, know, you come on as a guest star for an episode. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's no background. There's no, you know, you have, so you, as the actor, you have to bring that. And that's what they're counting on uh, you know, that they're, that like you as the actor present a history even if there's nothing ever mentioned or talked about, there's something in the way that, you know, you're perceived that you're bringing to the camera that, you know, and it doesn't necessarily even have to always be that you fully sit down and, you know, write about a history of this character. You know, you don't have to like, even you just, you just have to tap into something um, in yourself that, uh, that, that, reveals a vulnerability and i think that comes across um on camera yeah and we're gonna get to a few specific moments but i just love the way i love your description of 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 wayne and i feel like with wayne he's been beaten down by life but he's still a stand-up guy he's still a good man like he still believes i mean he has he has no reason to believe in eddie right but he does he does he believes i mean he's Eddie's a bit of a drug dealer at the beginning. He's selling drugs and he's stayed back a bunch of times. There's a lot of behaviors where you could be like, you know, a lot of people would have given up on Eddie, not Wayne, not Wayne, not Wayne. So that's, yeah, that's huge. Uh, You had auditioned previously for stranger things. Am I correct with that, Joel? Yes, I did. Uh, I auditioned for um, the Lieutenant. Gosh. uh, um, Uh, Is it Sullivan or is it? Yes. Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did. I, I, I uh, you know, they saw me for that, and and they, uh, they obviously went another way. And and um, I think um, it's uh, Sher- Sherman Augustus. Sherman Augustus, yeah, uh, played him, and he's. I mean, God, he was awesome, and and so awesome. glad that he got that role because I think he really uh, was spot on for it, and um, and it, and it freed me up to to come back for Wayne. So, and I think that you know they know what they're doing in casting. Carmen, Carmen Cuba certainly knows what she's doing. <laughs> so that brings me to my next point. So the idea that, that, that they want, they st- you weren't right for that role, but they saw enough where they're like, they wanted to be like, I feel like straight. And I said this in another interview with us, with the stranger things guest, I said, you know, one of the things is if they want you, I feel like their casting is such, it's, it's a home run, right? They yeah. never like their shows where I watch. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. The casting's a little off I, with stranger things. It's like, 
that's a home run. That's a home run. And I'm not talking necessarily yeah. just the five or top six on the, on the on the call list. I mean, like everybody they cast oh. is just so so. In a way, Joel, that's a huge compliment and testament to your ability. Absolutely. I mean, anytime anytime you get uh you know repeat business with a casting office <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh it, it is a, is a really great sign um and and that's happened a few times uh uh it happened it happened with agents of shield too um and so so yeah you you know like that they obviously like what you what you're doing and they even if they don't hire you for whatever role you you go in on at that point you're 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 bound to get something um if they keep bring you back and and just and yeah as an actor it's like you just have to trust that you know you don't get that role that you auditioned for before which can hurt <laughs> it yeah. just does yes yeah but but you gotta let that go and just know oh okay I, i'm tr i gotta trust i just gotta trust i'm doing the right thing it'll come yeah yeah that's a, that's well said uh you know um the one thing I, have, have your have you guys had time, you and Joe Quinn, just, did you guys ever have time to just talk? I mean, just aside from everything else, or did your past miss? No, yeah. yeah. We never, I never got to meet uh, Joe. I wish I, I had. I mean, he was so awesome uh, as Eddie. And, and God, I like, you know, that's a that's a transformation, you know, from from his, uh, you know, Joe Quinn's persona to, to what he came, you know, what he found as Eddie that with the accent i mean like just yeah. spot, spot on and, and yeah yeah he brought so much to that role and and became uh, you know it's no wonder he's so well loved uh that character i, I wish i wish i'd gotten to meet him and talk to him yeah because and you'd think we would yeah obviously you, establish such a closeness on the show you know our characters have but yeah yeah uh, you know the way that um wayne gets eddie's back nonstop. Uh, have you had something like that in your life, Joel, where they've had your back and you, and you probably didn't deserve it or you probably weren't expecting it, but I'm sure there's been tons of people like that in your life, but is there ever one that you can remember where, you know, not like exactly like Wayne did, but you know what, where they picked you up or they had your back and it kind of took you back a little bit to kind of surprise you a little bit. Can you think of a moment? Uh, I would say, um, you know, I mean, I, when I was in, 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 in a teenager going through, you know, junior high and high school, you know, I, 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 I was a struggling kid. I was mm -hmm. kind of, I didn't have a really clear, uh, identity and, and sense of, of self and what I wanted to do. And, and I wasn't as focused as I wish that I had been. And I, there were, there were certainly, uh, a number of times when, uh, I would, I would say teachers primarily, it, at the school where I was going, were able to to try to find a way in to yeah. connect with me, and 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 help to steer me in the right direction. And and I think that was pretty critical for me. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I I hope that that that's true for for most people. I don't. I know that it's probably not. And I <laughs> I totally get how. Uh, how painful that can be because I was there. <laughs> yes. And, and that's a pretty awesome answer you just gave. Um, speaking of awesome and powerful, um, you know, there's a, there's a scene, obviously the one that, I mean, it's probably top five in stranger things, lore and stranger things. History is the scene between you and uh, between Wayne and, and Dustin or, or Gaten. Um, I have to say it's, it's just, it's just, blew, I think it blew a lot of people away. 
I think it did. You know, the, the scene I'm talking about for those listening or watching is, you know, there's a poster of Eddie missing, but there's a satanic star on it, and you replace Wayne replaces it with a with a clean one. Yeah. Um, talk about that scene that most people are talking about. I mean, just and how many takes did that take? Because that scene just had so much raw power from from both not not just you know Gaten, but from you too. It's like. This is acting. This is what people tune into shows to watch. Like this yeah. is this type of exchange. So whatever you wanted to say, Joel, on that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was um, I was really thrilled that they, uh, you know, that the Duffer Brothers put that scene in there because I don't think that I mean I didn't know about it when I first was hired. I thought it was just I was just going to be in these, uh, you know, first two episodes in in two and five. And I, they thought maybe there'd be another a third episode, but they weren't really sure. And then they, they came and told me that they had written this scene, didn't really describe too much about it. Um, and and, and I, I was thrilled when I read it, you know, what they'd come up with for for Wayne to to, to get to kind of um, bring Eddie, you know, back into the real world a little bit after having been in the Upside Down. Um, yeah. And I, and so so that was a big uh, a big deal to get to play that for me and that they they had the confidence in me to to you know pull that off <laughs> yeah. um, and but as far as as performing the scene with Gaten I mean he he brought like from the instant we you know sat down and read through that scene you know um, I got to I got to meet him there that day we were shooting and and we just sat down and read it and like. Uh, he he just he he can pull those strings on a dime you know i i can get there <laughs> as an yeah actor. yeah yeah but it's 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 not as like readily on my sleeve and he just he just like whoa it was amazing to watch he's like 17 18 and, and yeah 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 he, he, it was so great to get to know him because he's so articulate and so uh so smart and and like you know, I, I didn't think I was talking to a 17 year old, you know? Wow. Um, and, and as an actor, I mean, he's a total pro and he, he, he knew what was called for in the scene. And I think he was really excited. He was looking forward to, um, uh, to playing it. And, and so even in the rehearsal, you know, we, we went, we went there pretty quickly and, uh, and we were like, okay, we got this. And so, you know, the cameras, the cameras start rolling and, you know, I think, I don't think we did, we didn't, you know, we only did a two, two or three takes. Maybe. Wow. Not, it didn't, because it was all there. I mean, you right. know, history had been there and we knew, you know, I didn't know. Certainly Gaten knew and had a relationship with Eddie. Uh, but I, and I didn't know any of the story because they don't tell you, <laughs> you know. Right. So, uh, but, uh, but we had a sense enough of the history that, that, you know, we could draw from that. And so it just, it just came out. Um, yeah. And Joel, it's as the character Wayne, it's like he needed to hear that because all Eddie has been portrayed at that point is a monster as a killer. Yeah. And then the way Gaten kind of says, you know, he could have saved himself, but he didn't, he saved a town that couldn't give a shit about him. And he, he, he saved that town and yeah, he, he's a hero. And that's something that at the point that I think that even the audience needs to hear. You know, oh, Wayne definitely needs to hear it, but so does the audience. It's just, I, I get it. Gaten was phenomenal, but so are you in that scene, Joel. Well, thank you. Thank you know, um, I did want to say one more thing. Thank you for all this time, by the way. That's so kind on your. You bet. You yeah. Bet. 
Um, yeah, very psyched. Um, so you know, Eddie's uncle does a lot. Wayne does a lot in this show, and I, I know people say it's a, it's it's not as you know it's not on the top of the call sheet. To me, I, as a podcast host, that means nothing. Like it's what a character does for a show. Sure. Right. He defends Eddie from the start. Uh, he sets Nancy on the right path, which is a huge plot point. Okay. Uh, without Eddie's uncle, they don't find Victor Creel, and they don't find the power of music, which certainly may have cost Max her life the first time. Right. So I don't want to hear minor or small character. Wayne Munson, in my book, is a hero. Do you agree with me, Joel? Uh, I'm with you on that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> total, to, total nerd questions, but uh, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's, it's, it is true. There's a lot of weight there for, for, for Wayne and, you know, you know. But uh, I wonder if people really realize that though, Joel, like, like those, those things are huge events in a big story, right? So I, I, I think Stranger Things fans are really bright. I think they're really observant. I hope they saw what I just read and told you, but you obviously know, but I, I hope they see that, Joel. I, I think so. I mean, I, I, um, I felt it, you know, just, I mean, cause I, I, I read a little bit on, 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 you know, what people are talking about, uh, on social media and some of the, some of the sci-fi sites and stuff. And, and, and I feel like, um, you know, they, you know, these, these fans do a deep dive and they, they really figure out so many ways that, you know, characters are connected and, uh, you know, plot points that are, that are missed. And, you know, I mean, like they get it. And, uh, so, so yeah, I, I absolutely. Um, it's it's all there, <laughs> and, and it's amazing, Joel, because these fans, these fans notice everything. Because there's been a couple of things that the Duffer Brothers have cut out, just little things here and there. Yeah. And I and I have to believe the Duffer Brothers, from what I see, their attention to detail is second to none. Like, I mean, these guys oh. comb through it over and over. Absolutely, and over. absolutely. Joel, Joel, my last question: Are they both um, vocal? Are they both very like like how are they to? I know they're wonderful to work with. I get that. But like, yeah. how, how are they? Are, are they, you know, are they, are, I don't want to say nurturing because that sounds over the top, but, but, but what are they like, Joel? Uh, I, I would, I think nurturing is a good word for them. Okay. Um, good. They, they absolutely are. And, and, and I felt that from the very beginning, they, they, um, you know, I, I, I have, I have done some work and I, and I, I'm assuming that they were familiar with some of my work uh, before they, they brought me in, but I felt, um, I felt like respected and, and uh, you know, I wasn't dismissed. <laughs> right. And, and I think, you know, I, I only say that because there are times when I'll, I'll, I've been on shows before where, you know, Oh, the talent's here, you know, get him to his trailer and we'll, we'll call you when you're, when we're ready and you know, whatever. And, but th- I, I did, I felt like uh, from, from everyone on that crew, but particularly the Duffer brothers, they, they had a, uh, an awareness of what I was going to bring to the table and, and they, they let me play nice. and, 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 and they gave, they, they entrusted me with that. And that was the kind of, that's, that was huge. Um, and, and then after we were finished, especially with the scene in, in episode nine, uh, you know, hugely complimentary um, and, and made me feel like, you know, I had given them what they were really looking for. And, uh, and that was, you know, that that's just, it just helps to create, you know, an environment where, you know, if you're an artist and you, you have that kind of trust put in you and you know that, that they're giving you a license to do what you do. I mean, that's everything. That's everything, you know, 
Uh, and they, they, those guys bring it for sure. They're, they're so what a difference to be like a human being versus cattle, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 oh, yeah. let's bring, let's bring out the, you know, um, yeah. So that, that's great. Uh, Joe, what's around the corner for you? Anything you want to throw out there? Future projects? Um, anything you want to say? Uh, I well, I just I had a, a little role <laughs> uh, in. I know no, no small roles, no, no roles. small roles. But, but it was it was a day on a on a film that's coming out um, called Transplant. Okay. Uh, and um, Forrest Whitaker is a producer on it. Uh, so I'm hoping nice. that I, I don't know anything about distribution or not, but you know, it'll be, uh, certainly in festivals. Um, and then I've got, I've got a, a, a role that I'm really excited. I'm working on right now for something I'm going to shoot in September. It's currently called the Hirsch project. Okay. And it's going to be, uh, it's about a, a Jewish family, mother, father, and like grown kids, brother and sister in their twenties. And they are, uh, they run a, essentially a Jewish mafia. Wow. And, right. and it, you, you kind of pick up with them in, at the start and they're, they're on the run. <laughs> Something has gone wrong and they had to get out of town. And then it, they, they, you know, it kind of follows them from that point on. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And, I, and yeah. I'll tell you what, Joel, from when we grew up, there was just like ABC. And remember, there's only like three channels you can go through. As an actor who's creating like you are, isn't it better to have all these like Hulu and prime and Amazon, all these avenues that yeah. you can get, we can see more of your work. We can see it's yeah. more Avenue. So that's a, that's a good thing, Joel, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's absolutely. It, 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 yeah. A lot of more, a lot more avenues to, uh, to vent your work for sure. Yeah. Joel, I'm a, I'm a big fan of you as an actor, but now I'm even a bigger fan of you as a, as a human being. So thank you for coming on my podcast and uh, man, let's make it happen again sometime. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Really, a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.